On today's episode, Dave interviews actress Kate Flannery. Kate played Meredith Palmer in The Office. She's also half of The Lampshades, a live lounge act she does with Scott Robinson. Kate's also heading to Sundance for the premiere of Cooties, where she plays Elijah Wood's mom. I'm Ian Foley, this is ADD Comedy. I'm sure you've been on many of these where you go, so what have you been doing and where are you from and tell me about your life? It's like, you know what? I, I was listening to one the other day of Breaking Bad. Somebody who was, it was like a Breaking Bad thing and all, and all they were talking about is do you remember the time where that guy did that thing? And it's like, yeah. And then he went over there and he did the thing and you didn't realize that it... <laughs> Right. Well, that's legitimate. It is legitimate. It's legitimate. I... But that's not what, what you're doing. That's not mm, what we're doing. No, that's not oh, what we're doing. You don't want to talk about Breaking Bad? I'm such a fan. I'm just I, kidding. I, I have to tell you, I got Matt Jones coming over here. Uh, in a, he was supposed to come, but he's, he's on Mom. Yes. And he was supposed to come and he, he couldn't make it. Uh, I love that guy. I do too. I really like him. Oh my He's God, awesome. I can't wait to talk to him. And, and I'm, I'm worried because I've got to be honest. I, you haven't I, watched it. I've never seen thing. it. Yeah. Have you seen them? I have. have. I'm totally invested. In fact, uh, I, yes, I actually like was hanging with some of the, yeah, I, I actually uh, was there when they won last night and in the AMC room. <laughs> it's like crazy. It's yes. crazy. I took a picture with Vince Gilligan's Golden Globe, and that's not code, everybody. That's it's really it's really a Golden Globe. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then security cleared my boyfriend and I out of the room. No, we had a great time. It was great. Somebody yeah, on, great online, you're you're. I think on IMDb, Chris is called your spouse. He is, uh, which is interesting because we don't we have never lived together, so we don't have common law. He's in Redondo. I'm in K Town, but we, you know what? I don't ever. It's so hard so to correct those things. It doesn't like, matter. None of that yeah. shit really matters. Oh, no. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure my mother wished that we got married before she died, but that didn't happen, so... No, that didn't I happen. I killed her. It killed her. I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And you know, like, well, Chris has been married before. He has. Yeah. And you haven't been married before. That's right. I almost got married to um, someone who would have completely... Uh, he would have put my... My body would have lived, but my soul would have been crushed. <laughs> and it's interesting to go... To look at those things, and uh, when you're in the middle of it, to say, "Oh, this is the hardest thing," and then realize later on, "No, this is just opening up." Because you and Chris have been together for a long time. Yeah, it'll be eight years in March. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's opening yourself up to that. Yeah. And I think about my, you know, my being married for 14 years, which oh God, was really was great 14, for wow. a long time. Yeah. And then it wasn't, and then you go, "I got to get out of here," not necessarily to get somebody else, but just to <laughs> get my head back. Yeah. And my yep. heart back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. I, there's a weird zombie-like thing that happens with people where they don't even realize that they're not there. They're, not all of them is there, or, or not all of them is on full calibrated, functional, open-hearted, you know, good stuff, right. life juice. The life juice starts to shut down. Yeah, Chris, Chris refers to it as like a frog in boiling water. It's like you don't realize, because I guess if you put a frog in a, in, a, in a slow pot and it slowly boils, the frog will never jump out. It'll just die. It'll just boil to death. Right. He's cold-blooded. So he goes, his body goes at the temperature of whatever it is. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so when we are not aware of how bad things are getting and we sort of are, oh my gosh, how can this be? And we're not jumping out of the pot. So I, it's good that you jumped out of the pot. That's I jumped good out of the pot. But, but the, th the last thing you do is jump out of the pot. And, and what I mean by that is that I was thinking, <laughs> so I something the other day about the marriage thing, and you say, okay, as you're going through it, you're thinking, there is a magical set of words that are out there, 
and it's called a sentence. And this sentence is out there, and I'm going to figure out what the sentence is so I understand what my what my troubled girlfriend is going through. Do you understand? Oh. Like hope dies last. You keep hoping yeah. that there's going to be a phrase that I, I'm mm. going to get the sentence. Right. The universe is going to give me this sentence that makes me either understand what you're going through or makes you understand what I'm going through. And we're hoping that all that works out. But you realize wow. the universe doesn't have that, that, no. that sense. Do you understand I what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe at the Magic Castle. Right, <laughs> Sorry, right. Right, maybe at the magic. Maybe castle. the magicians. Yeah, are they can onto conjure something. something up, but I—it's unconjurable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is why religion, you know, keeps these marriages in place. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. The because, fear and the yeah. Right. And the obligation that goes with it. Yeah. When you say the obligation, what do you mean? Um, I think that there's an expectation for in certain religions, particularly anything that's orthodox of any kind, and I, I don't mean just the word orthodox, but any religion that kind of is an orthodox situation. Right. There's an obligation to keep the tribe move, keep the tribe uh, uh, um, going, futuring. So you have to marry young, have kids young, so that you before you figure out that you don't want to do that. <laughs> I understand. And then when you're in the middle of doing it, going, what happened? How did I get into this situation? Yeah. And you did because it had nothing to do with your choice. It, right, right. There was a sense of, that's what I mean, like by a, an obligation. And, I, and I, believe me, I think Catholicism is, is orthodox in many ways too. There's many, many religions that have like this thing that kind of like, come on, you know, look what you're, you know, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's the whole thing. It's that's the, that's what we do thing. Because I remember talking to my ex, ex mother-in-law, uh, who was a very Catholic, a fundamentalist Catholic. If, yes, that's a yes, thing. Yes, and, it is. Um, and it was like, well, Betty, why did you guys get married? Because they had, you know, why did you guys get married? And she said, it's it was just what we did. It was just the thing to do. I'm sure, I'm sure you were probably one of the first people to ever ask her that question, too. Why did you get married? Like, you don't, you don't ask that when you're young and you're in a religion. And you it's also why, the question, the same answer is, why did you have kids? Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. Because I'd like a little person that looks like me so I can feel better or that, about myself. it's just that's what you do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or it's the Catholic Church says this is what you do. Right. Right. Procreate. Procreate. And the oh. interesting thing about so many arguments these days about, not that, that you and I would have, but uh, the other people would have, is <laughs> a marriage between a man and a woman, it has to be a marriage between a man and a woman so that, because that is what marriage is and in order for us to have children. Right. And it's like, what does that say about people who don't want to have children? Right. Are they not supposed to be married? Am I supposed well. to marry someone who has that, who... Who's going to force me to have a child? Well, yeah, that, I think that is part of the religious expectation, and and also just the societal. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think the people who didn't have kids. You know, I mean, I I can remember my grandmother. One of my grandmother's sisters uh, got married and never had kids, mm -hmm. and they had sort of a fabulous life because they had money. <laughs> I know <laughs> because they didn't have kids, right? And she loved her, you know, she loved my mom and she loved all the, her nieces and nephews. She loved them and she was very active in their life and so was her husband. Like, you know, every Easter the girls got a flower, the boys got a new tie. You know, like they were really, like really involved and into it, but they just didn't do it. I had uncle, my, uh, my aunt, my aunt Sally and my uncle Jack. Jack and Sally. Come on, Jack here's and a name. Sally. Jack and Sally, Fantastic. they lived Time gone in, by. 
they lived in Lincolnwood, and they had the hipster house in Lincolnwood. I mean, it was hipster from like 60s to the 60s. They had cool little Brazilian artwork on the wall, and they had the you know the the mid-century modern when it was just them. Yes, and they were. Uh, they they never had kids because they didn't have kids. So you could have art because your kids are going to break the art, or you don't have the money to buy the art. Exactly. Don't touch that. Don't touch but that. But there's also what happened was they both got they both got al- Alzheimer's, and so who the fuck cares for them? Oh now? yeah, that's the ultimate. Yeah, I know. I can't wait because I don't have kids. But Chris has kids, and he's like, "Oh, my kids will take care of you." Like your kids are not going to take care of me. Don't even think take that for a second. Take care of you. Of me? Right. No way. <laughs> No, no way. way. There's no way. Do you think about that? Do you think about who's going to take care of you? I'm hoping there's some situation that gets worked out by that time. <laughs> <laughs> Is there I something in Obamacare? Too. Is there something that we don't I haven't read yet in the, in the small fine print? <laughs> I know. Like, it's like the, the social network equivalent of the jet pack. You know, to God, that's what travel. we, it's exactly right. We need, that is the, 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 the geriatric jetpack. We need like the support of. Right. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I'm aging. thinking, well, yeah, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's going to work out. What do you, it's going to work out. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm one of seven kids. So I see like the support that both of my parents, you know, have gotten in their, in their, aging and my mother's death and it's like there was so much support right i mean one sister in particular was like completely like she saved all of our asses she made us all look bad in a good way she was totally there 300 did, did she ask for any recognition no she just didn't want any criticism there was so much criticism and i'm like are you crazy like a few of my siblings i'm like you gotta wake up like She's doing, she's doing all this heavy lifting and it's not costing anybody anything and it's not costing you anything energetically. Like, shut up. Let her do what she does. I love that, to ask for no criticism. Yeah. You can ask for help, but yeah. don't ask for criticism. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, well I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying she, she didn't want the criticism. You, don't, you shouldn't get criticized. You can ask for help, but you cannot ask for criticism. Criticism is like... It's just, it's not, it just doesn't, I mean, and I know everybody has their opinions. It's like, oh no, mom only wears pink. Why is she wearing a blue sweater? It's like all that weird, like, what are you, like, really, how important is it? You know, this is, she's, you know, I mean, all that, it's like, there's somebody that's actually. Is there also the idea of criticism just in life in general? You're in the middle of doing a show, or I, I was doing, um, I was doing a, a little short here the other day, and they had, a, they, and they, they did a lot of production on this short in my, in my apartment, and I was sitting there, it was, it was improvised, and. We were putting it together, and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't agree with a lot of what's going on, but you know what? It's a moment of my life. Right, right. How important is it? How important? It's like really got to pick your battles. Right. And some people don't understand that. I think particularly when it comes to aging parents, or just like anything that's really personal that, I mean, the thing about the aging process, is it's so out of control. Everything's out of control about it. There's nothing you can control about it. You can't You can't change if, you're, if you have a sick parent you can't change it they have a condition that suddenly they can't drive anymore they can't walk anymore. it's like you can't change that there's nothing you need you have to accept it yeah but what people do is in as part of the acceptance process they start arguing about stupid stuff because that's all they feel like they can control i mean and i've been guilty myself and then you know luckily you know my mom was sick for a long time so i got to catch myself and go oh wait a second bigger picture here bigger picture this is a marathon not a sprint shut the hell up kate shut up shut up get your shit together and shut up you it's realize hard. that you said I was lucky because it, it 
it took a long time. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That, which is a great, I'm not saying that's <laughs> fucked up. Terrible? I'm okay, saying, it no, it's not. Up. It's okay. really great because it says to me that you were accepting the whole situation and you looked at that situation, you looked at that experience that you had and you said, this is what I'm getting out of it and I'm getting something out of it as opposed to, what you said, you, it was it was horrible that she went through that. But what you took from that experience was you were able to to learn something from her experience. I absolutely, and I I saw different forms of her own bravery come out. And by the end, I was like, oh, it didn't really make sense until the end. I'm like, oh my god, it's really it takes what a lot of courage. What did make sense at the end? Her bravery, like I didn't really have that piece until the end because I was like, it's it takes a lot of courage to be sick for a long time to still be here. To still, because I do feel like at some point people get sick, and there is like a there's decisions that are made, and sometimes that, that, that on, person is being yeah made. yeah that, that they're making to still be here or not, and I mean and I'm not I, I don't want to get too crazy because I know sometimes when people you say have, crazy what I mean is spiritual uh, um, when you say crazy when you say you don't get it too crazy what well do you mean? I don't what I would say is I don't want to yeah I don't want to get too spiritual I don't want to sound too like too woo woo yeah right you're right I didn't even realize I was doing that but yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to get too um, too analytical or crazy or, or, or nitpicky about or whatever. Break it down too much. But I think that um, there's uh, there's a process that I couldn't see until the end of, of, of my mother's decisions. Because I do think sometimes people get. I mean, not if you have Alzheimer's, because obviously, clearly, there's no cognitive decisions in that. But but even just like do you know? We don't I don't know. know. I don't know that. That's right. actually true. That's actually right. true. But I think that there there are things that have to. I don't know. Like it was like unfinished business, and we don't know how long we decide to stay. Like I don't even know what people are working out, and it's frankly uh, none of my business. But it's I do think there's something. That's an interesting out. thing too. That frankly, it's none of your business. Is that what you said? Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. Now, when you said frankly, it's none of my business, what she's going through or what other people are going. Well, through? just like whatever my mom's working out in her head. Even that, it's like even though I'm her daughter, it's I don't. Your, yeah, it is none of my business. Like I, I she's got a, she's got a face. What, whatever she's trying to finish. And, you know, so when you're, I mean, she was sick for 13 years. That's a long time to be sick with emphysema and all the crap that goes with it and the walker and the. My mom's uh, got emphysema. Yeah. 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 It's a buzzkill. I, 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 that, it is, it's a buzzkill. It's a buzz <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is a buzzkill. It is a buzzkill. But that whole idea of it not being any of your business, that's a hard fucking thing <sighs> for people to wrap their heads around. Yeah. And I mentioned on the podcast before the idea of, uh, uh, what you think about me is none of my business. Such a hard concept. It's such a hard concept. It really is. Uh, and it, but it's the greatest. If you can truly live in that, you're the happiest person on the planet. Right. Right. I mean, it is, and it's such a relief. Right. Because God, there's so much responsibility in giving a crap about everything that someone thinks about you and feels. I look at the people that we hang around with. You know, that, like the core. Yes. You know, when Nia yes. talks about the core. New Bardas talks about the core and those people. And I look at all of us and I just feel like there is a community there of people who, you can think whatever you want to think about me. And, and, and we accept each other on that term. This is true. And this when true. you do that, what ends up happening is we take that feeling out of their beautiful house and we start, li- well, we bring it in there, that feeling of right, what right, right. is none of my business. And we respect everybody. And it's about respect, isn't it? It is. And it's also like getting off that, that racetrack. Because I feel like usually when there's judgment about, when you have judgment for yourself and when you have judgment for other people, it's like there's a feeling like, well, you're comparing, well, it's comparison. It's comparison. We don't compare each other. We don't compare ourselves to each other, which is a, it's such a, such a relief. Here. Yeah. Oh, here for sure. of all here. places. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so this is the capital of compare. Right. They really should have it on the sign. Welcome to Los Angeles, <laughs> the capital of comparing. 
It really Good luck. is. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you doing? What do you have? What don't you have? Mm -hmm. What is mine and what mm -hmm. isn't yours and what is mine? And, and all that. And, and, and when we stop comparing ourselves to each other, we get to celebrate that. Because right, you, instead of the Schoenfeld, I'm so Catholic, Schoen, I can't say it right. Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude, yeah. Schadenfreude, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the being happy for someone else not doing so well. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. a fantastic piece. I, this is like it's, I feel like I'm such a late latecomer to that Schoenfeld party, but it's such a great so word, much. and a, it's it's horrifying. But it it it, it yeah. There's it a great group uh, out of Chicago. I don't know if they're still around called Schadenfreude. Oh yeah. And uh, they've been around for a long time since I came out here. But um, <laughs> it but it really is a great concept. Yeah. And it's that feeling of. Yeah. I mean, I I feel oh, that. Oh, the mighty have fallen! Yay! And Let's have a party. Exactly. Yeah. And when you <laughs> and when you're when you're aware that you're doing it, you get to say, "I'm aware that I'm doing it, and I don't do it all the time." So because I don't want to do that all the time. Well, it it's it makes you sick. It just makes you sick. It's just like you know, you're, the victory is a loss. <laughs> Your victory is a loss. And it just sucks. It yeah. really does suck. And I look yeah. at I look at the people that that I have around me, and you have around you, and we have around each other, and there when somebody has a loss. I don't get any joy out of that. Well, you know, it's it is sort of like it just depends who's running the show that day or that hour. Like, is a, is my thirteen year old running the day? Whoa! All right, thirteen year old. I hope you're happy. <laughs> right, right, right. For me, it's it, it it's the little uh, it's the avatar that's always outside the door. I talk about this in my classes where I go. <laughs> it's the little avatar outside the door. It's my ego and the ego. The avat the, the the picture of the avatar <laughs> is of me, buck tooth, big nose, horn room glasses, being twelve years old and going, "Where's mine? How come? Sure. What's up? Sure. You're not paying attention to me." Sure. And I'll show them exactly. Yeah. And that that. That little avatar, that little avatar, that Dave Rosaski avatar, uh, we have to have we have to have mercy on that thing. We've yeah. got to we've got to love that thing, right, right, and uh, accept it and not pretend like it doesn't exist. That is a huge part, though, Kate, <laughs> is to pretend it doesn't exist because it does exist, and we get to and I've talked about this before. We get to engage with it or not engage with it. Right, right. So well, you, we yeah, yeah, and make friend. I mean, and make peace with that 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 it exists too, because I think there's I. I come from the, you know, the beating myself for, for having a thought of it. Like, you know, really? You're going to go there? You idiot. You fool. You fool. You know better. You fool. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, my precious. <laughs> no, I, I, that's exactly it. To go, and yet, to, you, I, and for me, I laugh at it. Like, oh, look what I just fucking did. I just, and, and you know what? It's really yeah. fun to fucking dwell in that for a while, too. Sometimes it is a, like a weird itch that you got to scratch. Sometimes it feels like, oh, and then, yeah, I know, I know. As long as you then don't say, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe that I engaged in schadenfreude or whatever it was. I can't believe that I engaged yeah. in self-pity. I can't believe that I engaged in revenge. I can't believe, because you know, that happened. Yeah. You did that. Yeah. And you can't, and you're worrying about it isn't going to undo it. And I also think that for me, that's uh, trying to accept my place in the human race. Because I'd like to be in the superhuman race. Sometimes I do. I what mean, does I'm that like, mean? Um, I'm, I'm, my judgment of myself and other people is sometimes way too harsh because I want us all to be, you know, I want us because if you are aware that that exists, that 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 you shouldn't feel that way. Right. <laughs> if I'm smart enough to know that that's not a cool thing, or really helpful for me, I should be smart enough not to feel that way. Right. But it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that because everybody's on their own journey. Yeah, and everybody's wired with all that. Like it just—it's just—it's in your wiring. You just—we make mistakes. We fuck up. We, we're we're we, we're whatever. I mean, that's—it's the human condition, you know. And that's—I think sometimes it's the hardest part. Not that I, not that I, 
I think I'm better, but I want to be better. You know, what's it's like, better mean? Um, sometimes it means right, which is a me very messy minefield. That's different than better. Yes. Because better is is okay, looking yeah. at the situation that you're in and comparing it to the past. Right. Do you right, understand? Right. As opposed to wanting to be right, which is fine, is right now. Yes. Right yeah. now, I want to be right. Because better is you going, oh, I was bad then and I... I know, but sometimes right is a state of mind, though. It's like a, like a I'm right and you're wrong. I'm always going to be right and you're always going to be wrong on this issue. But we're humans, right? And we get yeah. to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like if you focus on being right or you get too much joy out of being right, you're, you're really ripping yourself off because it's a dangerous place to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Why do you say it's a different, dangerous place to be? Um, I feel like being, I feel like I was in a really bad relationship with somebody because I thought I could teach him <laughs> that he was wrong and I was right. There's that set of words, that set <laughs> of words where you go, the magical set of words that you were saying, he's going to hear it, I'm going to get it in yeah. just a matter of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I will teach, I will, yeah, because I am right and he is wrong. I know and this and he doesn't, yeah. Now, did you, did you, how did you, how did you, let's see, how can I say this? How did you get out of that, did you come to the realization like, oh wait a minute, I can't change that person? He actually broke up with me, uh, which is hilarious because uh, I, I clearly was like the one in hell the whole time. Um, but it was one of those literally like I shared credit with him, and literally when my credit ran out, so did he. It's such a cliche, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. When you say your credit, credit for what? Like I, I, I shared credit. I shared credit cards. I shared my. I got him like a, a like a joint credit card. Oh. And no. he was kind of underemployed the entire time we were together. And so I was like, we were just like racking up. So I was like waiting tables again. And it was like, I, it, I could not make money for two people. I didn't have it. So right. I shared my credit and he was, you know, there was many, you know, I don't, but it was, yeah, but there was, but it was really the right part that kept me in it. I was like, I will, we will get, he'll have an epiphany and we're going to get to that better place. Yeah. Or That's I'll get that one job that'll. Fix up, fix it all. But basically, that's it's the right thing that's going to change it all. I, I boy, that that the, get the right, the find the right job that's going to fix it all. I think that's huge. Last week, I took half of my, I, I sold half of my stock that I have, and I paid off my credit cards. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It was a big, it was a big amount of money. Wow. And it it was I have no credit card debt. That's amazing. But I also have half the money that I thought I was going to have. Right. You know, like a five figure, five figure, one, two, three, four, five figure, wow. mid five figures, <laughs> or whatever. It, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's what, without yeah. saying what, what the number was, yeah. I go, I, I was thinking, that job is not going to happen right now. It's, it hasn't right. happened. Right, right. So the realization of going, oh, I've got an 18% interest and I'm paying right now as opposed to nothing. Right, 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 and right. And thank God I had that money. Yeah, but, yeah. And you also had the sense to say, okay, this is this is now. This is later. This was the past. You know, you 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 did the math. I mean, literally. You know, it's like the timeline. It's like, okay, what is right now? What, right. And what's this going to cost me in a year, in two years, if I don't, if this doesn't, you know? And it's also the idea of what's your peace of mind for me to go. This is not. The, it, like yeah. I was able to pay off every month. I was able to pay something off. Sure. But the the peace of mind, the peace of mind, peace. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 dissecting that sentence just to go peace to be at peace right now to be at peace. I totally wish I had had the stock to to buy him off at the time and just move on, but it didn't work out like that. No, so it didn't work it out like that. And yeah. it didn't work out like that because there was something else that you had to learn. Right, right, right. And I'll tell you, I I I it was a very tangible lesson because um, I had to declare bankruptcy because of that debt, and it really. 
um, it it was a it it was kind of like a divorce to someone you're not married to right. because it was a legal thing and it was like something about it for me was like crossing the line like okay I'm never gonna do this again I don't care if I if I have 14 roommates I'm never gonna put myself in that situation again ever it was like a really big epiphany for is me is that why when way. you because I heard you speak about this at uh, summer at Cal at Summer Arts where you were talking about even when you got the office you were still you still had your waiting yeah, job yeah I really I was afraid that. Yeah, I was afraid my, I, I was just afraid that I wasn't, I, I needed to have the cash in the drawer. It's like the waitress mentality. It's like when you're paying your bills, when you, when you, when you have a certain amount of money, I would keep my bills in a certain drawer with the cash. And when I got the money, I would put the money in the envelope. I would, you know, eventually write a check, but, or get a money order just because I was that literal at the time. But I thought if there's, if there's not enough money in the drawer, I got to go pick up an extra shift and get more money. So that was totally my thinking. So it was really hard to go, even though I'd had some successes in the past, but I was so stuck in that very literal world of like, okay, what, like, what is the actual amount that you have that you can afford? So I kept my restaurant job because I was like, I, it was only five episodes after the pilot. I'm like, that is not a guarantee for anything, nothing. Right. So what did it feel like to have to be that organized? You know what? It was, um, well, I mean, I... Did you answer my question? I'd yeah. Say, go ahead. You know, it actually felt, it was empowering. That's what and I, I mean. It was empowering. It's empowering, and I, I don't like the vagueness sometimes of the whole credit card and debit thing because I'm not as on it as I was because I, I like, you know, there's safety in the truth. There's real safety if wait, you wait, really wait. accept it. Yes, there's safety in the truth, right. But if you, if you stay really vague, then it's like, whoops. You Oops. don't. You have once you define it, it exists. Yep. And yeah. there's the the concept that there's vagueness. I'm sorry. There's what in the truth? There's well, there's safety in the safety truth. Safety in the truth. Yeah. Right. I mean, you you, right. you can either, you know, or there's 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 real. I mean, there's there's um, there's a possibility in the truth. There's a po sense of possibility. But there's also a foundation in the truth that you yeah. get to build everything else on because if you if you are living in a world that doesn't have that foundation, that basis of your personal truth in that moment, at that moment, then you aren't able to make other decisions that are based upon that. Right. And especially out here where, you know, from one moment to the next moment, certainly starting out here, from one moment to the next moment, you're like, I don't really know what's going on. And it's so easy to go, well, credit card big, credit yeah. card big, yeah. credit card big. And then after a while you go, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. What have I done to myself? Right, and then one day you go, oh. Now, so there's empowerment in that, and that rocks. If, if you don't, if, I mean, you can still be disappointed by the numbers. You can still be like, oh, no. You know, you still go through that, but hopefully... You can find power after the disappointment. But there's Hopefully also work through it. You know? There's also something about being in control of shit. Yes. Of saying, I am not gonna buy that thing yeah. if I don't have the fucking money to buy it. Right. And here's the thing: it also has to do with knowing the difference between want and need. Yeah. I need to pay my rent. I want a new set of microphones for my uh, <laughs> for my podcast. You know. Yeah. Because right now this works. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. if the podcast goes away. It goes away. Right, right. I still have to live here. That's right, that's right. That's right. Well, yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting kind of really being honest with yourself about what you need. Because I feel like people do sort of say, I need that. Like, no, you don't need a new sweater. You have 14 sweaters. Or, or you have three sweaters. But you, do you need more than three? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, sometimes if you're on a limited budget, you don't need to get another sweater. Even if you're not okay. on a limited budget, yes. you don't need to get this another sweater. This is true. Uh, so you live alone. I do. 
And Although, I mean, Chris and I are, I usually spend my weekends at his place at, in Redondo, and he's usually at my place for at least two nights. But you don't have a roommate, and you yeah. live alone, yes, and whatever it is that you yeah. have at your place, you brought there and you have there. Right. It's your stuff. Right. So, uh, f for me, everything that I have here, I think about what do I need and what do I want. And most of the things that I have, I don't really need them. Yeah. Yeah. And if I needed to get rid of it, if for some reason, I could get rid of it. You could. You could sleep on a pallet. <laughs> but I'm not talking about no, that. No, I know. I you know, know. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, like, yeah. like, okay, fine. Um, I've got comic books there and I've got records over there, which I don't ever read those and I never look at that and it takes up space. <laughs> and, you know, and, I've got, and I'm looking at books going, I will never reread that book. I'm never going to have that book. I know, but I, if you let that go, you might not replace it and then the books, books might go away forever. So you're actually like you're holding the space for books in the world. I don't know. Well, well you, you can think about that too, but I also believe, <laughs> I also look at something and go, oh, why do I have this? I don't like this or I don't want this anymore. Yeah, or, yeah. I'm looking at my kitchen. I, sit, I spend a lot of time in my kitchen sitting there cooking or whatever, cleaning up, yeah. whatever it's going to be. And I look around and I'm always thinking, what can I do here? What don't I need? What don't I need in order to reconfigure now, things? I have to ask you, is this, is, have you always been like this? Or do you, is this a recent, like, I'm, what, what can I do to It's a things? really recent thing. Okay. And a major thing was when I got divorced, you go, all right, especially with the one saying, I want a divorce. You're saying, take everything, I just want out. The only <laughs> thing I want to have is out. The only thing I want to put in my bag is something called out. You can have everything else, but I want out. And, and That's then, awesome. And then, what's that? That's awesome. I've always heard that joke, and my boyfriend tells that joke. You know, I've never do you know heard why, that joke. Do you know why divorce, divorce is so expensive? Why? Because it's worth it. That's that's like a joke. That's like, but that's kind of the same concept. But for like, us, you just want out. I just want out. Yeah, you and just, it, like, and there's no negotiating. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no negotiating. Yeah. No negotiating. You, whatever you want, you get. And then whatever I want here, I if I want it, I, I'll get it. If right. I don't but you, want it, but you I don't can't. Get you, it. But you need out, and that's out. That's the that's the bottom line. You need out. You need out. Yeah. Yes, I need a yeah. bucket of out. And um, <laughs> I don't know if it's said that way. But what ends up happening is you start accumulating stuff um, that you, then you start looking, then I started looking at things going, what do I need? Not what I want, yeah, what yeah, do yeah. I need? Yeah, And certainly a lot of stuff that you see yeah. here. But is, some things make you happy and you need to be, I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, I mean, it's good to have some things that make you feel good, you know, and that's okay. Oh, yeah. You know, but but I know what you're saying. I mean, but yeah, do you need the books that you had from 25 years ago that you haven't really touched? Only when you move have you really touched them. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. And those things, like the records, and I'm looking and going, I just don't have those records. I got another fucking stack. Ooh. So put those over there. I got another, like, huge this of records. You know how heavy records are? They weigh as much as records. I have records. Right. <laughs> as much as records. You know? And, I do. And do I have two, I have two turntables? Neither of them work. So I've not listened to any records since I've lived here. So you need a new turntable. I'm just kidding. Right, right, right. We gotta get you a turntable. I gotta get a turntable, and I need more. I need one of these and one of that. But is your place big? Uh, you know what? It's a two bedroom. It's not huge, um, it, but it's it feels it's fantastic for me. It's 1,800 square feet. It's just it's oh, a that's it's in a K town. Yeah, but it's I, but I don't have a house. I mean, you know, I I, I it's it, it is huge. It's it feels like. I mean, sometimes when Chris is in one room and I'm in the other, sometimes you can't hear me. That's huge. I know. That's no, big. That's I, the big. house that Katie and yes. I had was, yes. we had a 2,100 square foot house. Oh my God, that's it was a downstairs and an upstairs. We had two kitchens. Oh my we had God. three fireplaces. Wow. It was, he was great. And it was in, it was in. It Silver was in Lake, Silver right? Silver Lake. Oh my God. Did you see it? I did. You did. It was a great house. Great house. Right. Awesome house. And we had a coach house in the back. That's right. Oh my God, a Kate, coach house. It cost $300,000. 
for that whole piece of property. Oh my God, that's insane. <gasps> but here's the thing. At the end of it, all that I wanted was out. <laughs> there we it were, is. We were spending $45 a month on a mortgage payment because of the coach house. That is insane. But Kate, yeah, when you got to get out, you got to get out. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And some people would stay in that marriage forever because of that. Do you know that? My forty-five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh my God. Yeah. Your pa your parents. Yeah, my parents. Did. Yeah. Yes. I always say the secret to my parents' marriage. They were, they were married sixty-three years before my mom did. The secret to the marriage: two TVs, two TVs, <laughs> at least two TVs. Right. I mean, then you don't fight as much. Not all the right. time. Right. Well, yeah. do you, do you and Chris watch the same shows? So, usually, but not oh. always. Not right. always. Yeah. How much TV do you watch? Um. Oh, no. What I mean is, do you have a lot of shows that you watch? I do. Although now I feel like it's a. I'm sort of in a little transitional thing because there's so many new stuff right now. Uh huh. So I'm sort of more of the HBO Showtime person. I hate to be that guy, but some oh, of the network stuff too. is like, eh, it ain't that. It ain't speaking to me so much. I mean, I do. I will watch some of the, some shows. I mean, I don't I'll, know. I'll give shows a, a first go. And then I'll go, I don't want to watch the rest of this show. Yeah, yeah. And some, and some shows I kind of watch as a science project. You know, right, like, exactly. Like, okay, how is this happening? What? Yeah. Did you watch Downton Abbey? Do you watch that? I don't. I've seen some of it. Okay. I have. Something I, happened yesterday on the show that was really, is really causing a tremendous Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't, I'm, I kind of feel like it's a really well-dressed soap. And it's not oh, like, exactly so, it. yeah, but I don't think Especially it's Especially like, what happened last night. I don't necessarily think it's the greatest soap. It's just me. No. But anyway, no. yeah. There's so much, we can only have so much time and I feel like, what am I, what am I spending time doing? Yeah. Uh, and if I'm sitting watching something, uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta wanna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am more likely to watch Turner Classic movies. I love old movies. I get obsessed. Even if the movie, even if the story is not great, if it's, Visually, like it, or even if the interior is fantastic right. in black and white, I can be mesmerized by that. That will take me through. I don't. I love old movies. I really, really do. I'm like an 85 year old woman. I really am. It's and, and I will watch some old old TV shows. Like I, I will watch Bewitched if it's on. Rather than not, I would rather watch that than Real Housewives. I just would. I mean, well, I know wouldn't. who the Real Housewives are. I met Ramona. Who gives a shit? But you look at a show like Bewitched, and you look at the people that were on that show. So let's talk about Agnes Moorhead. You know, on Bewitched. Let's. Okay, Moorhead. What, how, what? She must have been teased like crazy in eighth grade. But look at all those people that had names back then. You have Adolf Manju oh with God. somebody else. Tallulah right. Bankhead. Yeah. Like, really? I wonder if, I wonder if Agnes <laughs> Moorhead and Tallulah Bankhead went head to head. Yeah. <laughs> but right? you look at, okay, Agnes Moorhead. So you look at Agnes Moorhead and you go, Great actress. Great actress. Great she actress. was part of the Mercury Players. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, she was in Citizen the world of Worlds. Citizen right, Susan Kane. She played his right. mom, yeah. And to go, okay, that's what she was doing at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And probably having the time of her life. Absolutely. Having she's them all. working, for God's sake. Yeah, and she's getting to be evil and hanging there, and it was crazy. And they, she had full makeup, ladies. <laughs> she full did. makeup. She did. She had makeup enough for 15 ladies. She was never, like, in an apron just standing. She, when she popped in a, in a bloof of oh, smoke, she was fantastic. She was, yeah, she was fantastic. <laughs> I don't she was know like that. in a nightgown, exactly. like a long, flowy nightgown, unrevealing, <laughs> a flattering nightgown forever. Fantastic. Exactly. Forever. Yes. Because she's from another world. Right. Does anybody, like, I want to see. <laughs> Bewitched, like how, like what's the background story of those characters? Do you understand? What yeah, I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Like who was she as a? Who was that? What was her name? Mom or <laughs> Andorra, mother? Andorra. Andorra. Who yes. was Andorra when she was alive? Yes. Is yeah. she dead? I, well, there's an implication. They do die, but there's an implication that they're 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 old, like 
that Samantha was 200 years old. There was an implication. So her mother must have been like 500 years old. I don't right. even know. I don't know. I don't know how Aren't that works. There are a lot of questions about that, that kind of TV that you go, that there, shit's unanswered. There are. And I have more questions, like happy questions about that than I do for something like, eh, like the monsters. That's, I mean, I don't, I'm not as interested in their no, background. They're they weren't as fleshed out. They yeah. seem right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I don't watch How I Met How I Met Your Mother, but that's a weird sort of yes, time. Yes, I don't, yes. I'm too. not, um, yeah, yeah. I. That's too. And I don't know, I don't know the. Is it explained at the credits in the beginning? I think so. Where it's so. like a little bit of history, like, try to get It's not in the theme song. <laughs> I wish there were theme songs that sum them up. Wouldn't that be great? Here's a guy making meth who's used to be a teacher. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be great for bringing meth? Yeah. And it's all, it's all <laughs> in the song. It's all to the theme of the Patty, Patty Duke. Duke show. <laughs> which is back on Antenna TV, which is fascinating to me. I'm so fascinated by her acting technique. It's fantastic. Which is what? What's it? Well, she's got two kids. Characters. So she, oh, that's one's right. very demure and very soft-spoken. <laughs> She's right. different physical mannerisms for Kathy. You have a twin. I do, but we don't look alike. But we you don't look alike. alike. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Do you connect in? In, in a way. In that way, because I have two very good friends. My friend Rhonda uh, Wellbell and her sister Sharon. They live in Chicago, and they are my dear friends for forever. And they're the same sort of thing. And then yes, uh, we ha yeah we we have. We, the, we can find something funny and neither one of us has to say where there's a look that we give each other where we're both on the same page. Just a few things that we have that I don't have with any other siblings. I try to and they just it doesn't work. She's the only one that that works with. Like we have a we have a I mean not that we had our secret language but we definitely have a subdermal. A, we ha, yeah, we have a definite take on the world that we share. Not in everything but but in when we're together in particular there's a thing that we plug into. Right. Yeah. Do you think when, when there's good improvisation, I feel like there's that subdermal sort of thing yes. where you're going. Yes, yes. I feel like that is that is to totally my relationship with Scott Robinson on stage. Not so much off stage, but definitely shots. on stage. Yeah. yeah, he, we will. Some either one of us, like, and I can feel if he's sort of like standing on one leg, feeling like he's going to fall over, and I, we will, I will just be like, I will just catch his foot, or be, you know. And and he has done that for me many times. It's bizarre. It's it's bizarre and fantastic, and not just because we keep whoring ourselves for twelve years. <laughs> but it's also the interesting thing is you've never talked about it. Right. I mean, I mean, maybe right. you've talked about. It. Isn't it interesting? Right. But you never said, "Let's plan this so that when that happens, that we take right. care of each other." Right. Although I do think we have talked about certain attitudes too, because I think that every once in a while, like you know, we can't be too mean with each other. There's a certain line that you don't cross because then it. Why would the other person stay on stage with the other person? Because we're doing an act. It's like you know what I mean. It's like you can't, there's a line. That you, there's just a weird. So every once in a while that's happened, but only very rarely, very rarely. It's interesting that you say that because when I think about when I think about the first season of The Office, my question was always, why would how would uh, how how would Carell's character keep that job if he was such an asshole? Oh my gosh, are you kidding? I've had so many jobs with people like that. But it's, it, yeah. when you reach a point where you go, yeah. and people are, but as the show went on, right. you got more. Well, he, he yeah, that def they definitely created the more heart for him in the exactly. second season, and he was definitely very influential in the writer's room for that. And thank God, thank God, because that's the difference between actually like being invested as an audience member and being like, oh my God, this is funny, but I, 
who cares? But also, doesn't it help you? Oh uh, yeah. Like the way that your characters are written to each other to go, I this I get this. Yes. I understand this. Yes. Because if somebody's being a total douchebag, then yeah. you've got to work so much harder to connect with that person. Yes. Yes. I mean, either that or it's like, or, or, you know, your mother was a douchebag. So you, you, you know, you, I, I don't even, you know what I mean? I don't even know what I'm saying, but there's something where, yeah, it's, it's a, it's too many gymnastics. It's like where it makes much more sense if, if someone actually shows their vulnerable side and you can actually, you know, there is pathos and you can go, you know, even though he's a dick, you know, he's my I, dick. He's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah dick. right, 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 right. Yeah. But it yeah. goes back to like sticking around for a relationship and saying this person is a total douchebag and you're going through hoops and, you know, running through fire. Yeah, and, and justifying and their behavior to other people or making right. excuses for them and not even realizing that you're doing it. Right. <laughs> guilty, guilty in or, here. Right. In yeah. order for you to be, to be okay with it. It's the yeah. same sort of thing. Yeah. I'm saying, and then one day you go, wait a minute, why am I exhausted after every time I hang out with this person? Yeah. Or, or, or why have I somehow cut myself off from other people because I know we can never talk about this thing that someone else is doing that's really hurting me or what you know whatever or something that's like you know the elephant the elephant in the room it's like I don't know uh, yeah. I, when I got divorced, people were going, people would, you know, would come out of the woodwork and say shit to me. And first oh, of all, like, you didn't know? Yeah, yeah, you, you didn't know. know. Going, oh yeah, you're right. And then I thought, you know what? It's, it's none of your business. Yeah, but I, some, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I mean, in some ways, like, did anybody ever tell you before you got divorced, or no? It was you have the secret coven because you're married, so no one's gonna tell you anything. Um, people would say things to me like, "This is what happened. This is a major thing." I, I might have talked about it. I think I talked about it with Nia because it was Nia, and she said we were. Uh, it was at Tamara's wedding, mm -hmm. and I was officiating Tamara's wedding. Right. And she was married in March or April or May or whatever it's going to be, and she said, uh, and Nia came up to me and said. If you ever need a place to stay, you know, you can stay in our guest house. And I was thinking, <laughs> why would you fucking say that? Why would you say that? And in October, I was in her guest house. Wow. She's very psychic. Is she a member of the Magic Castle? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's one of those things where somebody You had says, no idea. No one had any idea what was going on. And she... And okay. Is that what you mean? Like you didn't well, have she, any idea? You know, like how did like she didn't have to say, look, it looks like you two aren't getting along. <laughs> she went that other step of going, look, she thought she kept that thought in her head. These two people aren't hitting it off. Right. I'm just gonna throw this out there. <gasps> oh, that's really interesting. And it was sort of like passing, like like somebody was handing around crudite, and I went good, <laughs> and she went, oh by the way, and it was like what? And then she was off like a wisp, you know, <laughs> like how would it happen? That's very interesting. That's very, but I think that's, that's, yeah, because it wouldn't have been appropriate for her to say the first part, and all she had to do was say was the second part. That's all you needed to hear. Right. You got it. And it, and it was, and there was no judgment at all. Okay. There was none at all. There right. wasn't like that. The judgment wasn't you're wrong, you're wrong, whatever it's going to be. Or the pity judgment, which is like, oh, God. oh if you ever need no. a place to say. Right. <laughs> but the pity. So sorry. It, pity is like pity or you know. Ugh. Don't need it. Don't need it. But certain people are able to go, like, hold on to it. And your relationship with Chris is your fucking business. That's right. So don't ask do me one more thing, Dave. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know where people go, no, I, I don't like the way, and it's like, that's none of your business. Or when you break up with somebody. Why'd you break up? It's like, it's none of your fucking business. Yeah, it's weird when people, I feel like the older I get, it's like, you should really grow out of that sentence. Like, why'd you break up? Like, you really should know at a certain age not to ask that. That's like a... That's like a 10-year-old kid. Right. You know, th think about what you're saying before you say it. And here's it. another thing with that, too, is that has nothing to do with now. That has to do with the past. Right. Why did you break up? Because what really has to happen right now is I need for you to be with me right now. 
Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, but I think that that question speaks more of the other, of the person asking it than than what they know. You know what I mean? Clearly, it's, clearly. Yeah. And and at the at the end of the day, I I don't need to. I don't need to know any of that stuff. Right, right, right. No, no, no. And and also when you say that you want out, you don't need. I mean, out is out. It's it's not a bunch of stories. It's not a lamenting. It's not. It, there's no shrine. There's no memorial. There's no shiva. It's out. I mean, I'm not saying that you don't mourn, but but it's personal. It's only you that you don't need to talk about it or rehash it or, you know. Right. I mean. I mean, I'm, some people do, but I feel like in the healthiest of situations, if you're super clear and you went out and you're moving on, move on, move on, yes. let go and move on. And the thing is right there, there's your, there's your truth and the simplicity in that truth or the, 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 the thing about you going, this is my truth and I'm standing by it. And as much as I try to make it so that it's not true, because I'd really like for this to work out. You know what? I don't want it to work out. Yeah. It's not that I don't want it to work out. It's that I wanted it to work out and now it's not working. It didn't. Right, and it's not going to. It's not really going to. No, yeah. and yeah. and any. I think every relationship has a shelf life, and sometimes the our life lives out the relationship. Our life runs out the relationship before the relationship runs out, and sometimes the relationship runs out before our life runs out. Right, right, right. That's why I'm I'm happy to be a late bloomer in in that situation. I really am because I feel I also just having a little bit more of a grown up sense of when I when I am triggered and act childish. It's like oh, I get to sort of stop like myself and go, whoa, what's going on here? Right. Yeah, and also just to be more grateful because I feel, I think we take things for granted as kids or we have so many expectations of life and we don't realize like, oh, just because you expect that doesn't mean you're going to get it. Right. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Well, I, you know, it's a question that I ask anybody who's, who's doing this podcast. Like, did you ever see yourself where it is that you are right now? Of course you don't. Right. And, and certainly not in the way, not in the, not, not the, not the path, no matter what, no matter how great things end up, like you never... It's always like I, my 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 you know list to Santa Claus is like it's longer and weirder than what I got. What I got was actually so much better. Thank God. Thank you, Santa. Thank you for giving me what I needed instead of what I wanted. Isn't that true that we always get what it is that we need? Yeah. We might not get what we want, but we get what we need. You know. The Rolling Stones were so right. You know, it, but it's <laughs> under my thumb. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I see a red door and I want to paint it black. Exactly. Who oh my God, doesn't? I want to paint it black. I totally want to paint it black. Yeah. I hate red doors. Yeah. But it is, it is like you never, figure, you never know how it is that you're getting there. And so when I read online where people, read people are going, ah, oh, fuck this, why is this happening to me? I'm really having a hard day. I want to go, shut up. Take it. Be grateful for what it is that you have because it's going to take you somewhere else. And if you go, yeah, well, I don't, you don't know that. I'm like, I don't know that. Neither do you. Well, and also the internet is now the cat box for every thought. And, you know, it's like a litter box. Like, just keep taking a dump, oh, everybody. I know. There you go. I know. Take out those clumps. Oh, no, we're going to leave those in. Okay, great. It's, we're never cleaning the cat box. It's just one big shit. Oh, and it lasts forever. Yeah. It's a cat box that lasts forever. <laughs> and when I'm on, like, what was that? What was I reading? I was reading, um, I'm reading um, Rosemary's Baby. Oh, my God. Have you ever How, read the book? I've never read the book. How is it? Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. But there's certain things in the book where, where somebody's trying to find out information about somebody else and somebody goes, I'll go to the library and check it out. It's like, <laughs> oh, those days. Those days. Oh, those days. <laughs> in Chicago, you used to be able to, like, if you had a question, you'd be able to call up this number and somebody at the public library downtown would answer it. The reference, isn't that amazing? Yes, I remember that. I remember that we had that in Philadelphia too. Yes, that's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Somebody did that. Yeah. 
Yep. And then one day someone said, um, Carla, just come to my office. <laughs> Poor Carla. <laughs> one day. That's Carla, amazing. There's a, it is amazing. It really, really, it was amazing in the fact that, that right now people are living in a world where they go, really? You'd call somebody up. Yep. My problem with Lost was no one had a cell phone. I did not watch Lost. I'm so sorry to say. Even though I went to college with Harold Pirino, who's on the show, the who African American who gentleman he? with the sun. The what? African American. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, uh -huh. we went to college together for two years. Uh -huh. he, we used to be in show choir together. <laughs> Shenandoah Singers. Oh, of course. Oh yes. Right. Because we, Pennsylvania. Well, actually, right? it was it was uh, Virginia. It was in Virginia, Virginia. actually. Yes, and. Uh -huh. uh, it was like I wanted fame. I wanted the movie fame, and I got like, and suddenly I was at school in Virginia in the middle of nowhere near the like Smoky Mountains. I'm like, wait a minute, I did not sign up for this. Wait a second, wait a minute, something, wait. So you always knew, you knew, you knew that you wanted to do what you're doing now, or at least this life. I did, but I, I, I did, although I thought I wanted, I thought I wanted to do, like Annie was like such a, a driving force as a, as a kid for me. Like that was like the, I sort of figured out like, cause there were so many girls from Philadelphia that were in it, taking the train up and I was like, oh, I could, oh, uh. right. and they had a vocal coach there. So I would, I actually like. And wore, were you ginger back then? I was not. No, my, my, my twin sister Susie, she was redheaded. Uh -huh. I had red highlights, but I was never, I was more of a brunette. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I became obsessed with them and like, I sort of feel like I realized like, oh, you can go to school for this. Oh, oh, like that was sort of the. That kind of opened up my consciousness, like, oh, you just don't go to the drugstore and get discovered. Like, right. you actually have to get off your ass and did go to work. You, uh, did, your, did your folks support that? Uh, my mother was not, she did not want me to do anything as a kid. And I'm really, really grateful. At the time, I was upset. Kid, you, you she didn't meant, want me to be she, an actress as a kid. Right. And I used to go to the dinner theater auditions. She took me sometimes. And I did end up working in a dinner theater when I was a senior in high school. I was in Bye Bye Birdie. I played Ursula. They uh -huh. gave me the song from the movie. It was a great part. Sweet. Um, and I, so that, I, that song was not in the... Was, yeah, the song Bye Bye Birdie was not in the play. It was only it. in the movie. So, but what was nice about my mom is that she, when I would go to... Because um, I, I, I... She told me um, that if I wanted to have voice lessons, I'd have to give up piano or tap. Because my sister, my twin sister only had swimming. So she's like, that's it. So I worked at a Chinese restaurant one night a week when I was in eighth grade wow, wow, and kept wow. it up. And that, I, that would pay for my, and my sister would work the other night. We would just like bag the food and work, I'd, bust, I'd bust the tables. Had a little Chinese jacket. It was so cute. There were all these white girls that worked there. All these I was just about girls. to say, I, I don't think I've ever been to a Chinese yes. restaurant. Even, what's the ones that are in pavilions? Uh, oh, right. I, I, um, 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 um. Panda Express. Panda Express. <laughs> Even they never have Caucasians working there. That's hilarious. There, yeah, well, this was right by Bryn Mawr College, and they wanted uh -huh. classy college girls working there. So even though <laughs> it wasn't classy, so, and even though my sister was going to Temple University, they still let her work what there. What was the name of the restaurant? Uh, Hunan Restaurant. Hunan. And they, it still exists. It's still there. They're so proud. When was the last time you had Chinese food? Uh, probably Christmas, actually. I think we went there for takeout. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah, it yeah. not good? You know what? Their food is really good because oh, they, you went to Hunan, Hunan in, yeah, right. in, in Philadelphia. But right. yes, but sometimes it's it's trash. It's sugar. It's bullshit. Right? It's bullshit. And when you're younger, you go during those days because that was before you had um, uh, before they had uh, Thai restaurants. Oh and right. You go, it's the most exotic thing, and nobody ate <laughs> Japanese food. Right. What the fuck was that? Right, you take your shoes like, off in the movies at the restaurant. You know, they exactly. always like it was always like some scene with Lucille Ball and <laughs> exactly. taking off her heels. Yeah, that was it. Bob Hope, like oh, yeah, yeah. Me. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that commercial for odor eaters when we were kids? The guy, they were going to a Japanese restaurant, and the guy takes his shoes off, and he goes, and you hear his conscious, food odor, let's go eat Italian. Uh-oh, food odor, 
Let's go eat Italian. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my sense of a Japanese restaurant. Was the odor eaters? Commercial. It was also like when you think about catchphrases. There's also ancient Chinese I secret. Know. Like there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of, of old commercials had to do with anti-Asian things oh. going on. Was it anti really? They were just trying to give them a voice after the internment camps, right? Jesus. Right. It was an apology to all the Chinese that we interned <laughs> during our fight with Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. It's awful. It's awful. It so, so, so I had an early experience with this Asian family, and I actually just saw the son when I was just home, because it was the Fu family that owned Hunan. Mm -hmm. And they were like family run, you know, and they're still there, and they're still doing it. And for me, like it was, again, like I, it, I think it somehow connected to my, you know, it was the first like experience of like, okay, well, there's money in the drawer, so you can go. Like you have the money to take a lesson, so you can go. Right. You get this, so you get to do that. Right. And that was a, that's a great lesson. Right. As opposed to like when kids get jobs, sometimes it's, I mean, I just, every time I work with a child actor, I'm, I'm appalled and scared for their soul. I am too. I look and I think like, what's happening to your money? Yeah. And, and also what's happening to your expectations right. of the universe? Like what's, what do you, who are you? Are you only a worker? Can you, are you only defined by what you're doing? Are you just a doer? Can you not just be? Because being a kid is just being. It's right. being. Right, right. You know, being a kid is just being. Being a kid isn't about you set, wanting to be something else. Well, you can still have your goals as a kid, but you, but to actually feel like you have to pursue them as you're a kid is what's what takes people off track. Right. And then sometimes it's the parent's dream, and it's not the kid's dream, right. and all that. Or the kid never feels like they measure up, so they, you know, so they crash their, you know, they become Lindley Lohan or whatever. I mean, you know, it's like it's never enough, so they'll just. What's his name? Macaulay Culkin. You look at that. But you also look at, wasn't Keanu Reeves a, a child actor? Am I wrong on that? Like, how did a lot of these people just come, how did they suddenly, like, where the fuck did they come from? You know, where, does, where did he come from? I don't know any about that. I don't know anything about that. I don't history. know if he's an alien, but... Uh, Could no, be an alien. Could have just popped in. There was an article that I read yesterday about him saying that he has donated millions and millions and millions of dollars. Okay. Wow. That's that was in the article. That was in the article. Is he is he looking for credit? It says like, by no, golly, he's not. No, no, okay, he's not. okay. It's like people because he he when he was on the Matrix movies, um, he took a little he took money obviously. Right. Um, and what he ended up doing was giving share of his uh, to makeup artists, uh, special effects people. He gave wow. like millions away. He has That's given amazing. away, and he has given away millions to like City of Hope and wow like, and and and. Like I am a horrible person. Oh my god! I haven't made millions now, but that's that's but you, amazing. You know what I mean? You look yeah, at that's and you go, amazing. Okay, that's a match. That's yeah. a match. Yeah, yeah. Or he's being extorted. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Right. Or it's something that the aliens <laughs> want him to do because he came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere. I'm, I'm going to ask this question. Did you see August Osage County? I saw the play. I've not seen the movie okay, yet. Fine. Because there's so many people going like going nuts over that. And I just wanted, I, and lately, I've, I and I got to see it. it. I have, I have screen. I love. Did you see? Where did you see the play? I saw it on Broadway, and I, it was, it was the first week that uh, Estelle Parsons took over, and I was not prepared to love her as much as I did. I, my expectations were so weird. I was like Estelle Parsons. I saw it. Right brilliant. Did you, see, yeah, did you see? I saw it. I saw it three times. I saw the play three times. Unbelievable! Play Unbelievable! Yeah. I literally went from a matinee of August Osage County to a night performance of um, Mamma Mia because I had a friend, Mamma Mia. I felt like I went from the greatest theatrical experience of my life to a cruise ship. <laughs> exactly. It was the weirdest. I was like, I almost am pissed. It's like it's like having, you know, 
um, snowballs after like the, you know, the, or like hostess, yeah, like yeah. a horrible <laughs> food after like the best meal of your life. Exactly. Like you just killed your palate. I totally understand yeah. that. Uh, when Katie and I went to Hawaii, we went. To, we were in Kauai. In Kauai. I don't know if you've ever been to Kauai. I haven't, it's but I hear it's fantastic. Gorgeous. I hear it's fantastic. We went oh from there to Waikiki. So we're sort of like going from Kauai to Vegas. And you go, what happened? <laughs> and you're walking through. Like, Everybody's, what's happening here? Um, but I, I, uh, uh, for me, I watched that. And people now, uh, because of the movie, I watched the movie and I lost it. It's, it bad? No, it's great. Oh, good. It's, you have you got a screen. I got the screen. Right? I gotta watch it. Yeah, gotta watch the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch it. Oh, no, watch I will. It. I will. I will. I will. It's I will. just and and there's and that thing that happens at the end of the second act where she throws where Amy Martin goes, I'm in charge now. It works. Oh, it fucking works. So great. It's so interesting that Tracy Lutz is now on um, on uh, Homeland. Right. I love that he's like having this like. It's his elevation, like it's not a linear elevation. It's like this crazy, weird road that he's on. Right. It's very interesting. It's very and inspiring. He won a Pulitzer for Augusta State County. He did. And he and that play won seven Tonys. Yeah. Whoever Tony is, I'm sorry. I don't know if he's he's missing all those. He's got to go. Where am I? Where are my me's? I know they're here. Um, let's end on that dumb note. Thank you so much. Today's episode was sponsored by GoDaddy. Thinking about starting a new website? GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code ADDCOMEDY at checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website, ADDCOMEDY.com. Hello, ADD Comedy Podcast listeners. Dave Rosowski here. First off, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And second off, if you've ever wanted to take a class with me but thought, gosh, I don't think I'll ever be around where David is, know that you can now take the virtual class at iActing. Just check our website out, and there's a link there. Click on that link, and that will set you up. you got to do a little hunting, but I think that it's well worth it. We'll hear you in your ears. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.